You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 76 covering Peak Performance and Shades of Grey with Adrian Bakhnivsky. Hello, friends. We are here at the end of Season 2. Um, yep. And as we closed last season with our pal Adrian, he is back again to help hey. us close out Season 2. Uh, with Matt, a bang. With, oh, God. Oh, something. With a punch to the dick. <laughs> Get used to that phrase, folks. <laughs> um, no, last year, or last season, it was only a couple of months ago in, in post-atomic last horror time. Yeah. Uh, Matt called in sick at the end of season one, and I, I did the show with Adrian. And I, I seriously thought about <laughs> ducking out my own self this time, just uh, just as payback, because yep. we have literally the worst episode of the entire run of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yep, possibly the worst episode of Star Trek. No, let's not go that far. I bet Voyager or Enterprise have something worse. Well, we'll have to think about that when we're when we're done those in a few years. Could be. It's bad. <laughs> it's real bad. But first, we have one that isn't so bad, and that's uh, peak performance. Matt, why yep. don't you tell the people about that? All right. Borg fever has struck Starfleet like a cast-iron frying pan to the face of a book-reading Burgess Meredith, <laughs> and, and the Enterprise is preparing for possible invasion. To this end, the Enterpri- Starfleet has demanded that Picard and Riker take part in war games. And when Matthew Broderick fails to show up, the Federation hires Melty Face McMole Man to referee. <laughs> Melty Face McMole Man is a weird, fey little bastard from Foppish 3 in the Hengist system. He's also a strategic master and does not think too, ki- too kindly of our buddy Nails. Nails is a made captain of the USS Hathaway, named after future president Anne Hathaway, a pretty shitty little stargazer or possibly reliant class ship, and allowed to pick his crew from the Enterprise. So he takes all the best guys, leaving Picard with Deanna, Pulaski, and Data. And Data is moping because he can't beat Melty Face McMole Man at, strategi- at Stratego, which proves that he isn't perfect and will probably die soon. <laughs> Over on the Hathaway, Nails and his crew of wisecracking con men develop a few tricks in an effort to give the Enterprise, expected to fake massacre the, enti- the, the little ship completely, a run for its money. Tensions mount, and the stakes are feeling pretty high for a mock battle. Who wins in a fight, Picard or Riker? Finally, the battle begins and is interrupted by Quark and a ship full of Ferengi who assume that because two Federation ships are fighting, one of them must have some VCRs or something that are worth selling. (laughs) The two crews develop a plan like they always do, send the Ferengi running, and I'm left with a serious case of Star Trek blue balls as the fight is never finished. Oh, and Data gets a moral victory over Melty Face McMole Man because Data has no morals. But Data... Excuse me. But Data has no morals. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, this episode, I, I think we all are on the same page here as thinking it was quite good. There was there was some really cool uh, character moments, really good concepts, and completely fell apart in the last act. Yep. Just no, I terrible. was really, really excited for, like, as this one went on, it's just like, yes, yes. I want to see how this goes. Like, they do a really good job building it up, and then it just falls apart. Yeah, and the thing is, I don't mind all the anticipation, but you're right, there does need to be a payoff after all that. I mean, it's it's a good 30, 35 minutes of just what's going to happen and seeing Riker and his guys try to prepare things and seeing Data, this whole subplot with the, the Stratego or whatever the hell it is. And there's some, and, and there's the payoff of what I've been saying all along, the whole uh, Pulaski thing. Yeah. Which I'll talk about in a minute when I get to my good thing. But there's there's a lot of good stuff going on here. And then, yeah, they just completely whiz it down their leg. And it's if- like the whole thing is this setup for, like, a, like, how impossible it will be for a smaller ship to beat the Enterprise. Yeah. And that's played – that's also played with Riker and then later Data going up against this Stratego master who is clearly <laughs> outclassing both of them. The guy, the guy looks like he wishes he was Wallace Shawn, which yes. is not a good place <laughs> to be in your life. He just—he's—he's he's that class of middle-aged, dumpy, short. Like, I don't know. There's there's a whole series of. I mean, you were not wrong to compare him to Mister Hangus. Nope. Uh, Adrian had a few really good ones. Well, I mean, I you know he looks like the guy who stole Pee Wee Herman's bike. He looks like Odo from Beetlejuice. He looks like the lady from Poltergeist. I mean, yeah, there's but the, there's definitely a type and around that era. He definitely has a type <laughs> where guys like that were getting work. And I you know I don't want to harp on it, but I mean this the, this is an episode where the a plot like other than the 
the fucked up ending was mm-hmm. really really strong, but the B plot just was not strong at all. No. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, there is a there's a nice moment with Data and stuff, but overall, it's just like really not good B plot. Uh, see, I enjoyed it, I, and I assume you're talking about the whole Data loses and then he feels bad, and then no, he. And I like yeah. that, but it just it. I don't know. I think I, I, the whole Troy and Pulaski seems just sort of like eh. I know they have to try everything three times because <laughs> right. Saturday Live told us, but uh, of course, like. I don't know until like Picard does something, and that's the only real redeeming part of it. And that and, like Data being like kind of smug about it a little mm-hmm. bit. Ever so well, and Deanna whips out some of the most cliche therapist work I've ever seen. Yeah, you know she's a you know he's a robot, right? You yeah. know, like your your standard uh, analysis stuff is not going to work on him because he doesn't actually have feelings. It's like I mean, it's like she is literally reading off of a how to be a psychiatrist. Yeah, she's like the level one call center person going through the flowchart. It's just pathetic. Uh, Matt, why don't you go through your good thing, bad thing? Okay, yeah. So the first half hour or so of this episode is a lot of fun. feels quieter and there's no stakes, but, like, I'm really interested to see if Riker and his half of the Enterprise are able to pull this together and beat a ship that they actually have no shot at whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I was certain that Riker would win, and I wanted to see how he was going to do it. Yeah, and we had hints of that. We had bits of sort of cheating and sort of, like, outsmarting. Like, he's really crafty. Yeah. He's not a straightforward guy at all. Everything he does is sort of sneaking around and, you know. And, and I, I, like, I love that, like, we take this shitty rundown ship, we give it the best crew in the Federation. Yep. And they suddenly have a shot at taking down a Galaxy-class starship. I am in, in a simulation, but yeah, absolutely. In a simulation, but yeah. No, I, I quite enjoy that. And, and you get that nice sort of DS9 vibe where you have a really good, you know, a really qualified crew and shitty surroundings and they have to make best with what they have. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought, I thought Worf in particular was really in his element where on the Enterprise he's always, I don't know, Doran almost plays it where he's like too scared to touch anything because it's too yep. shiny and nice. And here he's just like ripping stuff apart and, you know, here, use this. And I, yeah. I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, and your bad thing? Um, so, yeah, so I was really irritated when the Ferengi showed up for no reason. Yeah. And then ruin everything. And I can't even enjoy the fact that Armin Shimmerman was here so that I can pretend that at least Quark was showing up. Because this Ferengi is way too stupid to be Quark. Well, yeah, he's... A lot of mouth breathing. Yes! Staring forward, breathing through the mouth, not blinking a lot. Like, he really looked like he was high. Yeah, it just... Good. Oh, man. You guys have got, like, a thing? (laughs) It must be valuable. We want it. It's bad when you're letting Squiggy talk for you. Yeah, that was the other the other Ferengi on the bridge was uh, David Lander. And it's just like, wow, Hello. what kind of idiot would interrupt our simulation? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Horrible. It's funny every time. Yep. yep. On a show that none of us has even seen. <laughs> right, exactly. This is a, that's the saddest part. Yep. I love Laverne and Shirley. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I used to watch it all the time back in high school. Uh, I learn more about you every day. <laughs> <laughs> You're becoming more human every day, man. That is about that. true, apparently. No, it was it was terrible. And I do know that you like to do this fun little exercise where Armin Shimmerman has played a, a Ferengi several times before he finally settles into the role of Quark, and you like to imagine that it's the same character. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It doesn't really fit here at all. That's not. It's not Quark. That is. Th- this guy is so stupid. It's just his doppelganger. It's like yeah. his his exact twin or something. Mere universe Quark. Yeah. That's not the, like, uh, reality. Let's let's be clear because I mean Quark has some pretty harebrained you know. Oh, he does. And ideas mm-hmm. and stuff. But by no means is he stupid ever. No. Like this is this is like you know we are smart. So yeah, we <laughs> we see you're shooting at something. It must be pretty cool, right? No. It's bad. Terrible. Give us your thing. <laughs> what thing is that exactly? We don't know, but we want it. <laughs> it just occurred to me. They see them shooting at another ship, and it's basically the the space equivalent of, hey, you going to finish that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're throwing that out, we'll take it. <laughs> it's trash day. Yeah. I wanted diamonds. Now we want both. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the bizarros. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adrian, what about you? Good thing, bad thing. Uh, good thing I liked Riker getting the gang together. Um, Matt made a comment that it's sort of uh, – that he feels like it's a heist movie almost. Yep. Um, but Worf, Jordy, and like even Wesley get really good moments in this episode. Um, Worf with his Klingon guile and Jordy <laughs> and Wesley teaming up to make sure that they like make a ship that has no warp drive have warp drive. Yeah, and Wesley at one point sort of cheats and goes back and gets one of his stupid science experiments, but it's it's actually not too bad. Like it's a nice little 
this kid's kind of growing up. And I've said this before, you really see the potential of Wesley as a character when his mom's not around to kind of overshadow him and make him seem like a mama's boy. Right. I don't think he would cheat normally, but because he was with Riker, I'm going to show, I'm going to show him I can do this. I'm, you know, and he, and he plays it up like, oh, I just needed to get this thing. And you're like, what the fuck, Wesley? And like, no, like he was actually like willfully trying to deceive people. And that's kind of a nice little moment for him who normally doesn't get those kind of moments. Yeah. No, yeah, and also, like I really like the idea of Riker wanting to bring Wesley over. That seems like a very in character thing for him. No, and we've noticed that before that there's this sort of older brother vibe, and I get the feeling that when Beverly left, they all kind of promised, "Yeah, we'll look after him." And Riker actually does that. He actually kind of takes him under his wing and tries to show him stuff, and he's not just doing it out of obligation. I think he kind of sees his potential and kind of likes him. Yeah, like I get West- the idea. Like Worf volunteered to like look in on him, and it's just like, "God, uh, you're still alive. Good. <laughs> I will tuck him in." Wesley and Riker's like, Wesley, do you like gladiators? <laughs> you ever see a grown man naked? <laughs> That's the kind of impression that I get, but, like, he enjoys it. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I mean, that facial expression it. from the first episode. Has yeah, to. that's true. Uh, and your bad thing? Uh... I have to reiterate those fucking the fucking ending with the Klingon, uh, not Klingons, Ferengi. God, I wish uh, it just one. yeah, yeah. If they're Klingons, it might be uh, somewhat interesting. You are not without. You are having no honor by destroying <laughs> shit. No, but this is just dumb. I mean, they yeah. talk about how valuable this ship must be. Like it. Well, I think you pointed it, out it, they it, say the word value like seventeen times. Oh God! I mean, it's. I don't think it's that many, but it just feels like that. Much. Yeah. And it's we just want like, the USS Valuable. <laughs> Like at this is remember this was supposed to be like the threat created for t- the next generation yeah and yep. this is awful like they have the writers just clearly have no respect for this but it it also feels like the writers are acknowledging that like well the the real threat of the Borg that's what we're practicing for but oh look here's these guys again uh, yeah. it, they have no respect for what they've created there and it's no. really sad because again I you know and I hate to bring it up but Deep Space Nine just shows that the Ferengi are great. I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't go as far as. Okay. I would say they're great. I I, I love the Ferengi like st- the episodes that are Ferengi based. Thank I, I you. thought they were a little too broad comedy for my taste compared to what was what else was on that they're show. Comedy, but, but I think it's it's taking like just the base of an idea and really expanding it to a, a, an interesting race of people that holds commerce above. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That show expect like they did for the Ferengi. What this show did for the Klingons. They really took a basic idea and fleshed it out into something interesting. I just right. didn't really care for the episodes that focused on, like, you know, Quark goes back to the home world as a cross-dresser. It just was a okay, little too no, wacky for me. Shit. They did no, a few too many wacky episodes with them as well. And I understand that, but I mean, just the idea of a race of people that... Are, no, they made the culture a believable. Merchant, a, a merchant cu- culture. Yeah. They weren't just this horrible stereotype, like, uh, flimsy, look, they're space Jews. No, there's there's more to it than that. Yeah, I mean, they're not just dumbasses with laser whips. Right. Yes. But we won't really get that picture of the Ferengi until after Next Gen, unfortunately. Instead, laser whips are just reinforced in our next episode. Yeah. In in fairness, that was a step back. At least the laser whips, I don't think, make any future appearances. (laughs) We're just remembering how great they were. (laughs) All right, so my good thing was I've talked about this all season, and now we get the payoff of this subtle arc of uh, Pulaski and Data. She respects him, she treats him as an equal, and she pins all the hopes of the ship on him. She projects emotions on him, and she doesn't talk down to him anymore. And ignoring Shades of Grey, which I really wish I could do, this is a decent send-off for a character that I've managed in a limited way, that, that has managed in a limited way to win Matt's black heart over. Yeah. You actually have pointed out a few times now, like, that's a pretty good, okay, I could see, all right, hey, yep. she's okay. And she doesn't need to be your favorite. I just want you to see that there's merit there, and I think you've acknowledged that. So I'm not even going to gloat. Leave me alone. (laughs) I want you to enjoy Star Trek, Matt. That's all. Damn it. No, I like... She had a lot of really good moments in this episode, and and Adrian, you said you thought it was a little heavy-handed, but I actually liked, like, her scenes with Data, where... No, no, that was in the the second episode. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the... You said the the, uh, Pulaski-Troy Data stuff. Oh, well, Pulaski's just... It's okay. It's just, unfortunately, it's overshadowed by... Picard's little speech that he gives. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a there's a whole sequence where, but I mean, the whole thing is the Pulaski really has the sort of the pride of the ship in her mind, and she's like, Data, Data can save us. He's the best, and it's it's well, just a nice turnaround from the way 
she used it to is, think. You know, like uh, it, it is your mom. It, it, she has become like a almost not a not necessarily a mom, but she's definitely like this almost mom figure to him. Like we were no, and you you told me that it's like. She has the bumper sticker, my Android, <laughs> you know, is an honor student at Starfleet Academy. No, you pointed that out when they were on the bridge, and she, and she's like, yeah, well, my guy can beat you, and you, you said soccer mom, and you're totally right. Mm-hmm. Right, but, I mean, she, it's really interesting to see how this lady who despised him. Fl- 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 no, the first couple of episodes, she called him it. Yep. Yeah, and she and did not respect him as a, as a yeah. being, as now, you know, genuinely has affection for him. And it's sad because they spent this whole season gradually making her, integrating her into the crew and making her feel like part of this family, and then she just leaves. Yeah, and then she just vanishes next, yep. week, next week. And it's like, hey, remember Beverly? She's uh, she's back. Okay. Whatever. She had to go to nice. back to her home planet. <laughs> there to say. I guess. Uh, and, yeah, I my bad thing, also the Ferengi. They ruin everything. We might as well call them the gene. Oh. So, the Ferengi. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little harsh, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it really, it felt like, you, sometimes we get those episodes where it's like two-thirds of a good episode, and suddenly, what the fuck just happened? And it felt like one of those, but going through Memory Alpha, apparently, this is what they meant to do. Yep. No, everyone was apparently very proud of this episode. All right. No, Matt's right, though. I mean, there should have been a climax that was like, can this ship beat a flagship, basically? Yeah. And it doesn't happen, and it and it should have. Absolutely, because it would it would have if anything else it would have given like hope to the Federation that maybe we can actually beat the Borg, but instead no we can beat the Ferengi. Oh, yep, by talking to them, yeah, and fa- and tricking them. I get the idea that they didn't want to do like the whole well we don't want to show who would win in a fight between Riker and Picard, but, right, but we I do. The, I picture <laughs> the episode ending with the two ships charging each other and then it freeze frames like at the end of Rocky. <laughs> yes. Oh God. The the whole the whole thing at the beginning was like, well, we don't want to do war games because we're not the military. Well, yes, you are. That was so fucking stupid. I mean, you're also an exploration thing. That's fine. You are a science vessel, but you have phasers and shields. Yeah. You, you fought no, and, before. And they should be primarily like an exploration thing. Totally. I get that. And I like the the contrast between that and Kirk, who was clearly in the military. But mm-hmm. they are they need to be prepared to fight when fights happen. Yeah, it's like you know what? If you're not the military, then maybe you should have one. Yeah. Because right. there are some mean people coming, and you're not going to be able to trick them with a hologram and make them run away. Maybe you could do that once, but they will adapt. Yes. Next time they'll no. put their foot in the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good reference. Um, not only that, it's like they, they make this huge thing about Wesley getting the antimatter, mm-hmm. uh, and then it never comes into play. Yep. No, it does. That's what gets the warp drive working so they can do their little trick. Oh, is that what they they just did the? Oh, that's oh, yeah, they, like that's how they got warped for two seconds. I thought it was like another. I thought it was another hologram. Like uh, no, they actually did. They were able to use warp. Okay, for they did that. They did two the seconds. Thing. Okay, well, I don't know. It just felt. Well it just played, felt like a waste of time. Fine. No, I, I I agree that they it, use that to trick the Ferengi instead of using it to trick Picard or something. Which right. Would have been way no, better. I, I think it would have been way better. I, w- I was kind of thinking what would have been a better like. Okay, I kind of like the idea that they're playing war games and then something dangerous actually happens. That's kind of cool. I was thinking what if it had been something better than the Ferengi, and my first thought was, well, anything. And I thought, well, what if what if the actual like what if the first wave of Borg like a scout ship or something showed up, and just oh fuck here they are. Yeah. Like that might have been cooler. Or even as as uh, Adrian uh, misspoke earlier, if it had been a Klingon ship or anything, just yeah, like rogue, anything, like, uh, like rogue Klingon, yeah, like, don't agree with the peace process and stuff. There's yeah, anybody, no still people like that. Yep. It would also be cool if they went with the legitimate threat attacks the Enterprise, and the Enterprise doesn't automatically know that it's not Riker. Like if they still think it's War Games. Well, that was initially how they played this, but they yeah. quickly overcame that. If they yeah, if they were they doubting have, it for a little longer, you should have Riker and his little ship trying to defend the Enterprise from this thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just imagining hillbilly uh, Klingons who don't want peace. They're like, we won't like you humans disrespecting our honor. <laughs> We're part of a jug band. <laughs> they, they have the, the giant jug with the X's on it of blood wine. Yep. Yes. <laughs> you got a real pretty mouth. Squeal like a targ. <laughs> you ain't seen NASCAR till you've seen it in the original Klingon. Oh, God. <laughs> well, we've reached a new low, gentlemen. Yeah. Hillbilly Klingon. I bet we haven't. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, a new low so far. Uh, 
any anything else? I mean, there's it feels like there's more to say, but I don't know. We pretty much covered all the all the basics. I think you, you just don't want to get to shades of gray. No, that's what I'm saying. I kind of want to just rip the bandaid off. <laughs> but do you guys have any further? points i mean it was just it was an okay Riker episode i just wish it was a yeah. great like it has it has the ability to be a great episode yeah one it was one rewrite away from being a really good episode it was a pretty good episode that if you just changed a few things could have been great you know what we haven't spent any time talking about really is um like we said the wallace the uh, the ugnot who was on the ship <laughs> that's true he did look like an ugnot i spent the entire episode like what is this what does this guy remind me of and then i saw ugnot in your notes i'm like yeah, of course <laughs> It's all. He's just. I mean, I understand that he's just supposed to be this little dick who's really good at like finger video games or whatever. <laughs> but like, Jesus Christ, it it, it just becomes no, after a while. It wasn't one of their best uh, alien efforts, and also just the fussy little bureaucrat guy just feels like someone who should be picking on Kirk. Like he was yeah. totally a Kirk kind of Commodore guy. Like I don't believe you can do that. Like that kind of guy. You have to leave them all to die, Captain Picard. Yep. He totally felt like one of those guys. Yep. Oh, what? yeah. It just—I don't know. I, I did like that. Um, I made a note of it that he hated Riker because of his inappropriate joviality. I just thought it was really funny. Like, I don't know. Yeah, isn't it possible to be a good officer and also get laid? Like, yeah. to also make friends. To apparently not on. on the Zach Dorn planet. Yeah. Wait a second. A, a a senior officer who got laid a lot and had friends. Who does that sound like? Yeah, I know. No, we've we've. Definitely oh, pointed that out before. <laughs> That's the entire first show. <laughs> uh, but no, like I said, that guy feels like he should have been. He wanted to be Wallace Shawn so bad. He wanted to just yep. at at the end of the Stratego game, he wanted to throw the thing down and go inconceivable. But he just he's not quite up to that. He's he the wanted TV to be version. Wallace Shawn, but then he ended up being just Mister Hank. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, that that video game thing that they play, I actually like. They have these like three two-dimensional screen sort of floating in front of them. I think that looks kind of cool. You guys disagreed. But um, <laughs> the, the the controls they use, I think we're all agreed that those were the most ridiculous things on Earth. Yep. It looked like they were putting tiny electric chairs on each of their fingers. like each, little, little finger cuffs. Each digit was was uh, <laughs> condemned to die. No, it was it was just really stupid looking. And, uh, and the way that they beat him is that they pull uh, Data's Chinese finger trap out of retirement until uh, Wallace <laughs> Shaw that, that, that that's what it is. Obviously. Also, Zach Dorn sounds like you're trying really hard to think of a cool alien name. Yep. Uh, something with a Z. I don't know. Z uh, Zach Dorn. Do you think Michael was really embarrassed? <laughs> well, no, because they were named after they were named after Michael's brother. Zach. <laughs> Zach Dorn. Obviously, Zachary Dorn. <laughs> Zachariah Dorn. Right. His ancestor. His of the, uh, ancestor. Of the, uh, um, oh shit. Of the Rigel Seven, Zachariah Dorns? <laughs> uh, I made it work. I came back. There you go. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Anything else? I know we're stalling, but. Nah, let's do this. All right. Uh, Matt, you got a quote for us? Yeah, I do have the quote. Uh, this oh, is. <laughs> Leslie getting the antimatter from his uh, from his quarters, and the crewman that Picard sends along with him being completely bored with everything Wesley has to say. I can't believe I forgot about this. It's a good lesson not to let excitement cloud your judgment. Yeah. It's very delicate. I spent six weeks setting this up. It's a lot of work. Oh no. This is ruined. It's too bad. Look, uh, is this going to take much longer? I'm going to have to dispose of this safely. This is very volatile. I'll beam it off the Enterprise and leave it particleized. That's fine. Let's just do it. No, I love that, and I love how deliberate it is. Like, it was obviously written that way, because, yep. yeah, if you were on security detail following the snotty teenager around, yeah, you'd be rolling your eyes a lot. Yeah, it's he, like, gets uh-huh. a lot of, he gets a lot of screen time in this episode. He, he has that little, like, bye-bye, Hathaway. Uh, which I thought was a little... 19 like two 1980s like high school like, yeah no, he, summer, camp, <laughs> summer camp like versus summer camp he should be on the opposing sailing team with a sweater yep. tied around his neck right but it's still funny I do it work. Yeah. Nerds. I, i'm pretty sure that guy shows up in other episodes like i'm pretty sure that security officer character is one of the sort of background guys that shows he up again familiar yeah but, uh, yeah i don't care that much either <laughs> <laughs> it's not like uh, what's her name in Q who who I liked or O'Brien. He's he's just I don't care if he comes back. Not important. All right, let's. Uh, 
Adrian, you volunteered for this. <laughs> you specifically yeah. said, I want to be here for the low point. Oh, uh, it's so bad. Like, you think it's going to be funny, and then you realize it's more sad than anything. Well, that's the thing. There's episodes that are that are terrible but fun to laugh at. And people, uh, we were we were looking, uh, next year at Emerald City, I think we're going to try to put together a, a post-Islamic horror sampler. And what I wanted to do was just put a whole episode on a CD, and I was asking people what they thought our best episodes were. And people said, it's, it's always good when you do a really good episode and a really bad episode. You kind of cover... You know, you get to be a fanboy, yeah, and then you get to make jokes about it. And that's, I, I could totally see that. And I thought this was going to be one of those episodes where we really love the first one and really hate the second one. It turns out we kind of liked the first one, and the second one just wasn't bad enough. Like, it was too, ba- it was too bad to laugh at. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not one of these where it's just mediocre. Like, yeah. it's just flat out. But it's also not bad in an original way because so much of it is just clips. It's not, we can't make new jokes even. Well, so that's why we're going to bring back your old favorite jokes, folks. Well, and this is why we bring in someone who's only been on the show once before, because you might have some, you know, you might have some angles that we haven't uh, exhausted to death. Probably not. All right. No, it's just more Armist jokes. (laughs) Well, that's fine. All right, Adrian, why don't you you tell us all about Shades of Grey? The season two finale, Shades of Grey. Jordy and Bill Nails Riker on planet Dagobah when the big bee out there we've been all warned about time and time again finally stings Riker and transmits an unidentified microbe into Nails. Holy crap, it's the return of the parasites from Contagion, right? Back to exact their revenge. Finally, nope. It's way stupider than that. While Jordy and Data play Boy Scouts and season one Data returns to hilarious literal jokes that everyone loves, Pulaski being especially hammy in this episode and perhaps seeing the writing on the wall, tells Picard she may not be able to save good old Nails. He can tell he's getting worse because he's using words like ornery. <laughs> Pulaski, in an ultra-rare narration, hooks Riker up to the plot device machine, known internally at Paramount as the we-are-too-cheap machine, <laughs> which essentially takes up the next 30 minutes of the show with everyone's favorite storytelling device, the clip show. <sighs> I'll sum up the next 30 minutes now. Laser whips, where's Groppler Zorn? Wesley's a racist. Titties! Are you feeling sad? Fucking Troy. Fuck planet, fuck hologram, like a lot of it now. Fuck this shit. Oh my god, this is an excuse for a tele this is such a piss poor excuse for a television show. Fuck Planet Two, fuck Irish, Dream Boner. Holy shit guys, it's Amis Gang. <laughs> I'm back everybody. This is my favorite episode because if Amis directed an episode, this is what he would direct. <laughs> I'm your best friend, Nails. This is Amis' time, that's right. Back to more Amis because fighting people is what he wanna see. Coming to my licorice pool, Nails. <laughs> a bunch of other shit happens in this episode, but really, who gives a fuck? This was the last new Star Trek episode for three months, and they thought this was acceptable. Bullshit. The writer of this episode agrees with me. As stupid as as a fucking a ghost is or becoming a sun god is, none of these episodes are inherently so lazy as this one. There aren't enough mutant enemy logos to express my anger and frustration with these 45 minutes of Star Trek. In many ways, it just felt like Juan D. wrote this episode, just for the sheer amount of, oh man, remember intro... <laughs> That is a joke that we will get at no one else. But that's Riker's so great. fine. Whoopty fuck. This was much arm is about nothing. <laughs> nice. Oh Christ! Yeah, this. I mean, as you say, this was worse. Th- like there are episodes that I can't stand, like Rascals, like uh, the Sun God one, fucking a ghost. But uh, yeah, this is just because they phoned it in. And apparently the whole point was that they were out of money and they needed to do a bottle episode. But there's been a lot of really good bottle episodes in this show, and this was not one of them. No, like, the last, like, half was literally just uh, Pulaski and Troy hovering over Riker's body. Yeah, all the new material, all the stuff that wasn't flashbacks, was just those two looking at him. And being worried. And being worried. And, like, just resisting the urge to punch him in the dick. (laughs) We all wanted to punch somebody in the dick after this episode. That was the line that we said more than any other. Fucking punch him in the dick. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. We just all thought it. Did anybody uh, write down what we talked about instead of this episode? Uh, I know we spent a lot of time on Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, we all saw Cabin in the Woods this past week, so we, we had a lengthy discussion about that instead of watching this. Yep. Um, punching in the dick. Just a- anything yeah. else other than A lot this. of dick punching. Yeah, fair amount of dick punching. Which we also all watched this weekend. Yep. Well, it felt like it. I I put this off like I usually do my I try to do my uh my first watch by myself uh, early in the week Monday or Tuesday so that I can kind of 
think about it for a while and then forget about it and come back to it again on Saturday. But this time I put it off and I put it off and I watched it literally an hour before we started. So I, I pretty much saw this back to back. Ooh. Which was, yeah, even worse. Ugh. It's like I punched myself in the dick repeatedly. <laughs> which oh, is man. not cool. Uh, all right, Adrian, you got a good thing and a bad thing? I managed to find a good thing in this episode. Okay. Uh, O'Brien and um, Pulaski have a little exchange in the transporter room when she has to go take care of Riker's boo-boo on the planet, and it's really funny. Uh, was that uh, Did that end up being your quote? Because we could go ahead and play that now if you like. Um, yeah, that's my, well, I have a, I actually have a different quote. Okay, fair enough. We, we, we talked about a couple different possibilities. I just, we'll, we'll hold up on that. Very well. Uh, yeah, no, that's my, um, that was a genuinely good scene. That was, that and was a, that was for whatever moment. reason. Also, I thought it was a good thing. Troy's cleavage in this episode is really great. Sorry, ladies. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like for whatever reason, she looked really, really hot. Just maybe it's because she's being, feeling lots of pain. <laughs> well, she does sort of thrust her chest out. Mouth, you are automatically distracted by not listening to her. But no, uh, but easily the best thing was O'Brien's like two minutes on camera, like as, as like, always. Well, and it's like even though I, maybe I'm a little biased because I'm just I know and I'm like what he becomes and I you know again and what I've seen. From no, but we've like, we've tried to look at it objectively. I genuinely, like it, it came out of nowhere and it's a genuine yeah. funny little scene. Yep. No, we we've tried to look at him objectively the whole time because we obviously know as well. But but seeing he just he's so charming and you can see why the producers sort of fell in love with him and kept giving him more and more to do because he's just so great. Yeah. Um, and your bad thing? Uh, my bad thing is seriously. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Seriously? No, there, there 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 is not enough. Yeah. To go around, how I mean, the, the a clip show is just you know. I know the Simpsons have gotten away with it, but even on like them, it, it annoys me on there. But at least they put in some jokes and stuff. I don't but even on, think the Simpsons has ever gotten away with it. Like, well, I mean, they, they've they've owned up to it at least. The early ones, maybe, but I mean, like by the time they get to like, you know, it's the bad. Don't give me that. one and yeah. stuff. Just, ugh. Now there were a yeah. couple of Simpsons clip shows where I would say at least the new material they wrote, the twenty percent, you know, wraparound parts yeah, were okay, good. and the yeah, clips I, just it, sucked. No, yeah, exactly. I think, like, the musical episode, like, it's the mm-hmm. wraparound funny. But this is just, I mean, it's 30 no. minutes, basically, of clips. Yep. And with, and with Pulaski and, like you said, Pulaski and Troy hovering over nails. See, one of the things that really bugged me about this episode is that, like, it, it, you don't get to the first clip for like fifteen or twenty minutes, right? So, so it, I mean, it, it tricks you into thinking it's a real episode. Seen this episode before? You are going to assume it's just not a great episode. Yeah, but you but settle in for a written episode. Clips, it's like, oh, and it's a clip show too. Fuck you. Yeah. Like I can't even do the thing where that I do with The Simpsons, where if a clip show episode comes on, I just change the channel. Yeah. By this point, you're invested, and you're like, well, fuck, I'm already a third of the way through the show. I might as well just stick it out. I don't know if I'd call invested. You know, I'm I'm seriously invested in the thorn in Riker's leg. <laughs> there were a lot of leg shots in this. Like, yeah, and leg, X-rays, leg shots. And that was my whole thing was, well, Riker, if you're going to put your leg up like that, you're going to expose yourself to to unique dangers. <laughs> I actually thought an al- a good alternate title for this episode would have been "They Saved Riker's Leg." <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's basically what happened. I don't I don't get shades of gray at all. What what was a shade of gray in this episode? I I feel like that was a uh, like a Trek title that they'd been la- they had laying around. Yeah, I feel like the writing room the writers room had like a, a whiteboard with a bunch of just generic titles, and if you couldn't think of a good title, just use one of them. Yep. Ugh. All right, they should have called it like the Leg Agenda. <laughs> Before what about I you, Matt? The leg, and then I have shades of gray. Yes, right, Matt. You got a good thing, bad thing. Uh, yeah, I also enjoyed the O'Brien Pulaski thing. Yep. <sighs> Goodbye, Doctor Pulaski. You won me over in the end. The thing, the thing is, I usually like this. The whole point of the whole good thing, bad thing shtick was for us to each find a different thing. And normally, I would call you out and say, "No, you have to come up with something else." But in this episode, no. There's one good thing, and you found it. That's fine. <laughs> and your bad thing. <laughs> Uh, I occasionally saw – the worst part was that I would occasionally see the clip the clips from episodes I enjoyed and be reminded <laughs> that I could be watching anything else. Yeah. The thing is they – because it was so – like the show just started getting good in the second half of season two that, yeah, three-quarters of the clips were awful and then every now and then you'd get a really good one. And it, if nothing else, it reminded you of how far the show has come in such a short time because you really see – like the one of the first things they cut to is is from the pilot. And you're like, wow. 
Pilot Data is so creepy. Yeah, and yeah. Pilot Riker is too. Pilot Riker looks like a pedophile, yep. man. And Pilot the, Data is just like, oh, it's just too, it's too stiff. Yeah. Yeah. No, and no, Pilot, Pilot Riker Data is like whistling like a serial killer. And, and Pilot Riker is like, um, and now I'm thinking that should be a, an action figure variant, Pilot Riker, but in his uh, X-wing <laughs> outfit. Everything you see here. <laughs> in his X-wing pilot outfit, but. Um, uh, no, he's he has the 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 constant smile and the and the, the the flirtiness, but it's not charming yet. He doesn't quite use it right, and it's just creepy. Yep. Uh, so for me, my good thing, I actually I, I did try to find something else just because I didn't want all three of us using the same thing. There's very little good to say, but I will concede that the basic idea, the organism that attacks the nervous system and reacts to different kinds of endorphins generated by memories, is not inherently terrible. It makes sense. And in a in a better episode, I think they might have pulled it off. But here, no. Mm-hmm. Like scientifically, sometimes they really bend the, the the suspension of disbelief to the point of breaking, and I don't buy it at all. But I I could buy this as a sci-fi thing, but it just didn't work. Uh, and my bad thing, well, where to fucking begin? And like I said, there are episodes that bother me in different ways, but this is just literally the worst episode worst episode ever. It's worse than reverse evolution. It's worse than rascals. Uh, it, those episodes at least tried a strange premise that just misfired. This one just insults your intelligence. And also, it was Marina Sirtis' worst performance. Yeah, it really was. Like Matt, you pointed out, and they actually, this was one of the flashbacks. You must save him! Yeah, my least favorite Marina Sirtis reading ever, and this was worse. Than From that. the Alien Rape Comet episode. Yep. And they they have that again, but she's basically doing that whole riff the entire episode as she's over Nail's deathbed, mm-hmm. and she's just constantly turning to Pulaski, saying, "You must save him again and again." Yep. It just felt like watching Lindsay Lindsay Fumke trying to cry for forty minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just so bad. Yeah, it is. Like it's so it's like, and even like um, uh, Pulaski is just for whatever reason really over the top, and Diana Mulder just really. No, and know we know she's capable of, of doing better. But she really hammed it up in this episode. She too. did. She totally did. It was it was not good. And the thing is, a lot of like in in the wraparound bits and the new the new material, it felt like a lot of people were written in that very season one way where they didn't have a handle on the characters yet, and the lines were almost interchangeable, and it just didn't feel, you know, like that was one of the the real improvements the show's gotten that the writers get these characters now and everyone's unique and everyone's got their own little quirks and they seem to have forgotten that in this one. Right. Like if this was like a season one episode. Yeah, it would be like a shameful. Late, like, but a late se- like a late season one episode, like where they didn't have eclipse, but they just, you know, did some sort of internal struggle. With yeah. The I, it would be a, a little bit, not accept, not, I guess, except excusable. It would, more, it would make more sense. Yeah. But at this point it's like, you have all these characters acting on a character. You have like, the clips that you use aren't even that great of clips. No, and there was no real context to them. They would just show a jumble of clips. Hey, here's Riker fucking a hologram. Hey, here's Riker blowing up the ship. You yep. know, it's, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, they tried to... terrifying sequence of Riker winning over a Klingon commander. Yeah, which was a good Riker scene, but it didn't make any sense in terms of what he was supposed to be feeling no. at that point. The only the only cluster of uh, and cluster is a good word here. Uh, the only cluster of <laughs> memories that made any sense was the uh, the the boner montage. Yep. Where it showed all the various you know women that he's bedded, and of course one of them is a hologram, and none of them are Troy. Yep. <laughs> well, and Troy, his big Troy moment was when she was crying over him leaving. Yep. Or her leaving, I forget which. You must not leave. <laughs> I miss well, you. His but, other big moment was watching her child, her fake child die. Or right. Which I think was in the happiness montage. Yeah. Which is just <laughs> fucked up. I think we're all dying. Yeah, I think we were all pretty happy with that. No happened. baggage. Well, that's true. No, and the thing, the other thing is, okay, if we're going to have this premise that we're going back through his memories, it, really his his memories only extend back two years, huh? Yep. He doesn't he doesn't remember anything before joining the Enterprise. He he had a whole career, probably 30, so, 30 or so years of life. Mm-hmm. Nah. He doesn't remember anything before meeting Data. That's yeah, apparently. Because really, that's when his life That's his first chronological memory. You're right yep. about that. That's fucked up. My, uh, my life didn't start until I met you, Data. He stumbles, on, <laughs> he stumbles onto that holodeck like he's being born. <laughs> also, Riker's memory includes third-person POV and camera angles and editing for some reason. Now, now let's be straight. Who's Riker? Oh, sorry, Nails. Yes. Oh, Nails! You know, Bill. Old Bill. 
Bill Nails. I know Bill Nails. Yeah. William William Nails Riker. <laughs> By the time we get to the end of season seven, his name is going to be like three pages in the episode guide. Yep. Because <laughs> I don't think we should drop any names. We just just keep adding them to the to the Riker name train. Yep. But I mean, there's so many other like if you're going to make a clip show, there are so many at least clips that you could have like Riker and his father. That yep. makes way more sense in the context of this. And it wasn't even a great episode, but it it did have more personal impact for the character. Right. Instead, it's like no, we're just going to have Riker on a uh, fuck planet, Justice you know, Planet. Yeah, and with that lingering shot of that greased up guy's butt, oh. because you know Riker was looking at that. Ah, oh. the time spent staring at his big buttery calves. <laughs> Or like the time that when Tasha tried to transport them off the ship that Riker was right there on. <laughs> uh, apparently he remembered the close-ups of her face across across the stars on a different ship. As well as what was happening on the bridge at that time. Yeah. I liked when he started having sad memories. They uh, uh, Troy said something to the effect of, uh, well, this is the opposite of what he was feeling before. So I guess sadness is the opposite of boners. I've often mm-hmm. thought that, yes. That feels. I like, I, I, I'll, I'll cop to having a sad boner. Yeah, see, there's. It's possible <laughs> a shame boner. Yeah, that's you Some know. Reason I picture it hanging like the sad. Well, uh, from Arrested Development. I'm not picturing well, it at all, Matt. After yeah, after you get punched in the dick, that's what happens. <laughs> I know? suppose that's true. Uh, um, another another thing. I, I, I'm just gonna keep going because this is yeah, bad. No, there's a lot of things. Is. Now, now it's gone. Well, probably better than it's gone because fuck this episode. Fuck oh. it. Fuck it. That's my. That's my. That's my ultimate thing. Yeah. That was the entirety of your notes, as I recall. That's totally like, fine. I, you know, like I understand. Like, thankfully, there was only a three month break, which is a really short, short break for a show. Yeah, and it came back fucking strong. I mean, I don't know if that the first episode was particularly great, but but season three, I've said this before. It, there's more concentration of great episodes in that season than in any. Like, there's there's better episodes later. But there's more great episodes in season three than I think in any other season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would—I mean, I—it's—I would definitely agree with that. But I mean, Maurice Hurley, the co-writer of this episode, and I have mm-hmm. to quote this just so everybody knows: "Piece of shit, yep. <laughs> terrible, just terrible." Yeah, well, these are actual quotes. Ron Moore called it embarrassing, quote unquote. <laughs> I mean, ugh, it's—it's it's not good. I, I don't think we can emphasize that quite enough. And. You know, seriously, don't just go watch it. Oh, well, this will be funny. It's not funny either. No, no, go watch a legitimately fun, bad episode. Go watch Spock's brain or something. Fuck no, go that watch Plato's stepchildren. What, Matt, whoa, whoa, Matt. Let's no, not say things we can't take back, honey. <laughs> That's, uh, no, let's not watch Plato's stepchildren. That's shitty. This is just a waste of time. Uh, you could learn another language while you're instead of watching this. I'm episode. now trying to think if this is worse than Plato's stepchildren. Or mow the lawn. You know what would really annoy me, though, Spend is if I Spend some time got... with your children. When was the last time you saw them? <laughs> Ooh, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what really what would bother me is if, like, I was uh, in, like, the 90s a videotape subscriber. Mm-hmm. And got all the installations, and this tape came. Because I would be like, where's my other episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Columbia House. <laughs> because I get two episodes per tape. That's it. Yep. Or maybe three. And this is one of them? Bullshit. Yeah, that's a, you already sent me these. Yeah, that I've seen count. them all. And there's another there's another elephant in the room. Um, yes. I'm speaking, of course, of Armis returning. Yes, Armis. And not only that, Armis was back more. Like, they didn't just show Tasha's death. Then they went to another Armis scene. He yep. might be the only flashback they went to twice. Well, no, and they kept replaying Riker getting sucked into the uh, into the Armis pit. Yeah, at the end where they do the rapid fire, it looks like one of those awful YouTube, like somebody put a song together things. Yep. They should have auto-tuned Armis going, Hey, you guys! You know, something like that. <laughs> hey, you guys! It's like, but I mean, seriously, it's like, this is known as one of the worst episodes of the show, mm-hmm. uh, Skin of Evil, so let's throw that into the clip show. Because, Several yeah, times. might as well have the one of the worst episodes be in the worst episode. Well, and that's, again, if you're going to do a clip show, and you should never do a clip show, but if you're going to do a clip show for whatever reason, wait a few more years. If they'd done one at, say, the end of season five, they would have at least had a good well to draw from. Yeah. Right now, the show's only just started getting kind of good. I mean, if you're going to have a depressing memory, like, use the memory of him having to say Data's just a machine. Yeah. In Measure of a Man. Yeah. And that's really sad, and he hated doing it. So do that. Yep. You know? Don't sh- fucking show Armis again. <laughs> or flashback to the Borg episode where he saw he watched seventeen crewmen carved out of the ship and pulled yep. away beyond their control. I mean, that was pretty awful. 
Yeah, and I, I like that there's there's no resolution to it. It's like, here's a bunch of awful memories, Riker, and then he's okay. Like, he doesn't yep. have to deal with it. Well, the whole thing was his bad memories were generating, uh, like, endorphins that were driving the thing out of his body. I got that, but... Right, it, I got that, but it's like you think that, like, the character would have to, like, be like, oh, that really sucked. Yeah, and when he woke know, up, then, yeah, absolutely. Fine. Yeah, oh, hmm, well, what a dream. Shut up. Tripped, I went back in time. <laughs> Well, you're safe and sound now in Shades of Grey. Shades of Grey? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. What else? I mean, let's, if we, we're doing this, let's go down the list. Any, I don't, any other really offending things jump out at you guys? The sparkly blanket he was in was pretty awful. It looked like he was wrapped in a... It looked like a baked potato. Yeah, he totally looked like a baked potato. And He's that, not done yet! The plot device machine, the dream machine or whatever it was. <laughs> Kate Pulaski's phantasmagorical dream machine. <laughs> uh, she's... Really skeeved Al out for some reason. No, I just, the needles into the head. I know it was a fake effect, but I just got something about needles into the head. That's all. And the sad part, it was a real fake-ass effect. Yeah, no, I know <laughs> it was. I but know. still, poor Al. Uh, it's one of those things. I don't know what to tell you. It's like Matt with salad fingers. I mean, we we all have our own little, you know, yep. that didn't bother me at all. At the salad fingers. See? Eh? It gives you the jibblies. I understand. Yes. Uh, what this else? fucking episode. And Picard, Picard, not like, I, I did like at the end when Picard just shows up, like, he's been concerned all the time. I've been he here was, the whole time, Nails. He wasn't there at all. He nope. was, was like, he just ditched Riker to go, like, I don't know. <laughs> he's sitting play. in his ready room with a list of uh, of who's going to be first officer next and just trying to figure it out. Like, well, he's dead. Mm, I just data? thought he was like, like what's, a, what's a good nickname for Data in my mysteries, in my in my hard-boiled crime story? <laughs> Screw loose? Well, he's Carlos. <laughs> he's, he's already Carlos, though. That's right. No, I'm sorry. Can we please call him Screw loose? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, there's no canonical reason to call him Screw loose. Damn it. People are going to complain to us, Matt, because we get the facts wrong about, about canon. Well, it's either that he was riding the horse, so. <laughs> right. The horse is called Screw loose. Yes. We named the dog Screwloose. <laughs> Lost in his own holodeck, huh? We named you Jean-Luc Jr. <laughs> People will call you Jaju. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't laugh this much during the episode. No. no. It just and then we talked about how much we enjoyed... Cabin, Cabin in the Woods. Woods. Go see Cabin in the Woods, guys. Yeah, Great movie. Cabin in the Woods. That movie's fucking awesome. Yeah. Not Do like not this. watch Shades of Grey. No. I want to. I want to fire one of those Starfleet warning beacons around this episode. Yep. That just repeats a recording. This is please. Oh, avoid. you mean the, the warning beacon they should have fired over that planet, which they didn't. Yeah, exactly. They did that before with the quarantine ship or something, but uh, not here. Not, no, it's fine. Just poison. Not poison vine planet or wherever. No, yeah, poison leg parasites or whatever. I don't know. They came from the poison leg parasite planet. <laughs> Terrible. All right. Uh, any any further business, you guys, or do you want to? Maybe uh, with this nasty business behind us. It hurts. It does. It's painful. Well, but season three. Season, season three. three is on the horizon. We got puppet shows coming up. We're just yep. lots of good things ahead. So uh, uh, this is done. This is finally done. Almost done. Adrian, you still need a quote from you. All right. Um, here's my quote. Fuck this shit. That's not a quote. Uh, no, no. That sounded exactly like data about halfway through the episode. Uh, all right. That's fair. All right, no, remember. my quote, no, I, I lied just because I wanted to. Yeah, that's, that's fine. So, no, my quote is the Pulaski-O'Brien exchange. It's really, it's funny. It's just, you know, a yeah. real quick thing. And if, if any of you, if you have a lasting memory of Pulaski, I think it should be this. So, mm -hmm. I hope these are the right coordinates. Just kidding, Doctor. I know how much you love the transporter. About as much as I love comical transporter chiefs. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a fun scene, and I like... I like O'Brien trying to fuck with people, and you get that thing where you're trying to fuck with someone, and you realize they're not taking it well, and he does play that well. Like, oh, mm -hmm, sorry. You won't like, rank me, too. Sorry. I, I think he's, like, sorry, but he thinks it's still funny. Well, yeah, but he's got to, like, oh, shit. Well, I mean, you have, like, the transporter chief meeting the the chick who is afraid of transporters. I, w I always wonder if Scotty or Kyle or whoever it is that ran the transporter on the original Enterprise did that to, to Bones as well. Probably. <laughs> oh, I wonder if I have the right coordinates here. Hang on, I think right. I got this. <laughs> oh, no. Might oh, beat me no, under a wall. Again. <laughs> uh, well, she would have never done that to him. Well. Well, she. <laughs> poor Welshie. May he rest in peace. 
All right. Well, Adrian, always a pleasure. I'm sure we'll hey. have you back soon. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, we have already booked up season yeah. three, so. Oh, completely? Yeah, unfortunately. That was an oversight on my part. I just, I, a bunch of people yeah. asked for them and I forgot to make the rounds. Well, so. and I, well, it's okay because I, I, uh, well, I wasn't assuming to do the finale because I don't have the gravitas to do. Best of both worlds, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I, I would just sit there and be like, I like this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard. You know, it would just be like me and, like, like that little girl in the Christmas story who's like, I like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> that would be me for, like, 40 minutes. So, no, I feel bad because, I mean, I feel like I let this episode down, but I hope you guys understand nope. how fucking bad this episode is. No, listen, you you jumped on a grenade. That's This is, you know, I didn't have God, to write a summary of this episode, yeah. so I'm happy. <laughs> All right. Well, no, I'm glad to be here, and you know we will absolutely have you back. It's I was I was just preemptively saying just because you were you're not going to be in season three that was an omission on my part. You'll be back. And so it's like Adrian in public. I'm going to say we don't like you very much. Yeah. So <laughs> see you later. Yeah, never never darken our doorstep again. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon, Matt. We'll have more we'll have more shit episodes for you in season four to to, to review. Oh no! Once we get to season seven, where they're all turning into stuff, <laughs> yeah. you can come back and remind us. Hey guys, this is bad, but it ain't shades of gray. No, trust uh, me, I might just get drastically sick and die again. So. Oh no! Oh no! 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 You've had your one sick day. I still have one in the bank. I'm leaving before you leave. Adrian, you might have to do an episode by yourself. <laughs> hey guys, it's the post comic horror with Adrian. Yeah, you have Say, to. Say, how about that nails, guys? Get it? <laughs> Remember that reference? It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, the Armist voice is here. Hey, yeah, you guys like That's that, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next week, as as we usually do, we will be doing a video wrap up of season two. We will also be publishing a uh, supplemental episode where we'll be answering your mail and uh, have, discussing a few. Like I, I basically keep an open file of various Star Trek things that I think we should talk about more in length, and and we save those for the supplemental shows. So we'll be doing that. Uh, I have a copy of the now no longer available Kindle book, Wesley Crusher Teenage Fuck Machine, which I may do a dramatic reading from. So uh, look Speaking forward of, to that. Uh, Kindle books, I got you, uh, my copies of your episode guide this weekend. Oh, fantastic. So also that's still on sale, correct, Al? Oh, yes. So it is. Uh, our store link is on posttomichorror.com. You can also get our app from the uh, Apple Store. So mm -hmm. check that out. And now we need to go. So, Matt, say your thing. See you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham, copyright 2012. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.